The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Welcome to a Habs and Minded Extra with Patrick Vettel and... Jared Book. It's over, Jared. The wait is done. And the decision, the, the decision has been made, and Jesperi Kotkaniemi is not a Montreal Canadian anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't think anybody should be surprised, to be completely honest. I think it was pretty clear when they didn't come out and said, we're matching it, that odds are they weren't going to match it. Um, so the, the only question now that I have is, is where they go from here. Yeah, they're getting a first and a third in return. Yeah. In in this coming draft, which is in Montreal. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think they will keep that, or do you think they will try to turn it into another asset? I, I'd be surprised they kept it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, it depends. It, it depends what's out there. I, I would be very surprised if they didn't do something with the picks, but... You know, we're getting late into the offseason right now. So so I'm not sure if there's anything that uh, that will will go on. But I, it, it would surprise me a little bit if they didn't do anything. But at the same time, there's no guarantee that, uh, that Carolina is going to be a very good team. Obviously, they were last year. But it, it's it's still up in the air. They, they've lost Dougie Hamilton. So, they you know, they lost their goaltender, uh, Nadalkovic. So... I, I don't know if they're going to, you know, I, I would expect them to probably flip the pick, but at the same time, they didn't announce anything else yet. Oh. So, you know, it, it, if, if they don't trade it by the start of the preseason, I don't think they're going to trade it until maybe later near the trade deadline, even. On or, or, or maybe, or maybe when Jack Eichel <laughs> returns from his injury, <laughs> maybe that's, that's the, the long game there. Um, if we're looking back through the history with Jesper Kotkaniemi, it really started with a little bit of an upset. There were people having Jesper Kotkaniemi as number three in the draft behind Darlene and Svechnikov, but um, a lot of the fan base was expecting Tchaka or, or, or um, Zadina to go uh, to Montreal. Is this a failure? I don't think so. I, I don't think it's a failure. I I think that it was it, it's it's interesting. So I, I don't think it was necessarily a failure. I, I don't think it was even a bad pick. But somewhere along the line, the relationship went to a point where Isbury Cut Kinyemi felt that Montreal wasn't gonna pay him. So he he became the, the next option that he had was to you, you know, accept an offer sheet and see if Montreal would match it. And, and I think that was the, that was the only thing he could have, you know, I, I think that's what happened. I, I don't know if it was personal. I don't know what, what it was exactly, but 
that that's that's the situation that I see. I, I see it as, you know, that the failure was, I don't even know if it was a failure because you're still, you know, yes, you would like to know more, you would like to get more from the third overall pick. But let's say they picked Philip Zadina. You know, Zadina hasn't exactly done much. Brady Kachuk, I don't even think he's the best guy they could have had. I, I think Quinn Hughes is probably better than, than Brady Kachuk. And, and look, Brady Kachuk is in the exact same situation as, as this very Kanyemi was in, in, a, in a situation where he's not, he hasn't gotten a real offer from the team that drafted him. So I don't know if it's a failure. I, I feel like it was just unfortunate that, you know, I, I the story doesn't end here for Yasperi Kotkaniemi. It does obviously with the Canadians, but I still think he's going to be a top six player, but it, it became clear. It became clear to me that the Canadians either had to make a choice and run with him as their second center behind Nick Suzuki, or they had to basically trade him or, or get rid of him. And, and this is essentially a trade, right? It's essentially a trade where they got a first and a third round pick. What wasn't necessarily value? No, but neither is $6.1 million. So, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. It, it's, it's hard to say right now. Was it a failure? I guess so. But what would have been the, the, the slam dunk decision they could have made? I don't know if there was one either. Is it a failure of development? Can we go that far, or or how do you... it, it was it was a it was a probably it was probably a failure in management. And when I say management, I mean I mean people management. I I don't mean Mark Bergevin. I don't mean anybody in particular. I I just think that it was a failure of understanding. You know what the you know what I think the failure was actually. Now that I think about it. The failure was not foreseeing the offer sheet coming because I, I really do think that they were shopping Kotkaniemi around and the offer sheet basically meant they couldn't trade him anymore. And I think that their, their failure was to not see that coming and not make something happen sooner. I think that was the failure. There, you know, you can talk about failures before that and 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 stuff, but I, I don't think that it necessarily was. I think he was on the right path. This team became a contender a lot quicker than they would have expected it to, to be completely honest. So he's still developing. But at the same time, I think the failure was not foreseeing the offer sheet. I, I, they, they waited too long and they left themselves open and Carolina took advantage of it. And I don't think that this was necessarily a bad decision, but... The whole the whole thing is pretty bad. The there's been a lot to talk about, like Jesper Kotkaniemi being benched in the final on the Stanley mm -hmm. Cup. Um, is you mentioned management, like people management skills, uh, maybe a bit lacking. Is that the is that part of that as well? Not informing Jesper Kotkaniemi about what why he was benched or or what it meant. It didn't mean maybe that they gave up on him, but it meant that under these circumstances, he was outperformed by the opposing team, which essentially the whole of Montreal Canadiens was. I don't know if it was necessarily that. I think that I think that Dominic Ducharme does communicate with his players. I don't think it was necessarily that. I think the issue was is that there, there wasn't there wasn't a 
there, there wasn't a plan. <laughs> like, like, you know, yes, Berikai Kinemi wanted to get paid, right? He wanted to get paid. And, you know, he probably felt that he wasn't going to get the opportunity to get paid on a bridge deal. I, I'm guessing that's what it was. You know, it, it's hard to say. But, you know, we saw Mark Bergevin. It stays very strong and, and very, I don't want to say stubborn, but very firm in his values of players. Yeah, we've seen that and, with... Markov, so Dano, Markov, Dano. Radulov, Dano, yeah. a lot of Gallagher, even right. You'll think about the, the, the you know the the discussions around Gallagher, and eventually Gallagher caved. <laughs> you know, he, he said, "Never mind, get a deal done." Right. So he has very he, he's. I think he might be a little bit too obsessed with cap management and not as much with people management. If that, if that makes sense, I, he, he, I I don't know. I, I it's hard to say because we're not involved. You know, I, I don't, anything I would say would be speculation, but I just feel like he had his valuation of Kotkaniemi. Kotkaniemi didn't want that. He wanted a longer term deal and they weren't going to meet. So the next result was a trade. And Carolina probably knew that Montreal was shopping him and said, you know what? Let's just throw this at the wall and see if it sticks. And well, worst case, they match it and they can't trade him. Best case, we get a 21 year old center for a first and a third round pick. It's a, it's a gamble for Carolina though, because there's no guarantee that Kotkaniemi will become what everyone expects him to. So, and, and they're probably farther along in the contention window than Montreal is right. If Montreal misses the playoffs this year, people are like, yeah, it's okay. Even with Kotkaniemi, but if Carolina misses the playoffs, they're in trouble, right? Like they're, they're, they're supposed to, you know, get out of round two, round three, finally. And the and, pick isn't, uh, lottery protected either. No, it's not. It's not. So if they miss the playoffs, then then Montreal is obviously going to get a higher pick. But I don't know if there's a you know what what is what is Jesperi Kotkaniemi going to do in in Carolina that he couldn't do in Montreal? I'd argue that he's going to have less of a chance to, on a scoring line, right? If you figure that even yeah. on you know look at Montreal's wingers, you're looking at Toffoli, Caulfield. Anderson, Gallagher, Drouin, Hoffman, right? Those are those are the top six wingers from Montreal. Kotkaniemi was going to play with two of those guys. Is he going to play with two of those guys in Carolina? I don't think so. Is he going to play the wing in Carolina? Maybe. So it's it's interesting to me what what they're going to do with him, and and I think that you know the, the only it's it's a tough decision for Mark Bergevin, but I think that this was the least bad one. It's more of a gamble to pay him $6.1 million and get stuck in that and potentially lose him for nothing, right? Let's say they match the offer sheet, right? Kotkaniemi doesn't do anything better than, you know, a, a second, a third line center, right? He gets passed by Jake Evans, let's say, as an example. Canadians are not going to qualify him at $6.1 million. So what happens then? Unrestricted free agent or you're paying him $6.1 million, right? So it's a gamble to keep him. And this way they get to say, listen, whatever, we're going to take a first and a third and call it a day. And, you know, maybe Carolina walks away from him at the end of the year, right? They didn't want to pay Dougie Hamilton. They didn't want to pay Alex Nadelkovic. So I don't know. I don't know if Carolina necessarily thought Montreal was going to let him go. I thought that maybe Carolina thought that Mark Bergman's ego would ha- would would match Kutkaniemi, and then they're like, 
well, now they can't trade him and they're stuck with him. We don't lose anything. You mentioned Mark Bergevin. We have to give him credit for not one leak in a week's <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it, that's that's the Mark Bergevin we know, right? And and it, I just want to say the, the brilliance of announcing the decision at 515, right? You know, yeah. that's <laughs> that's his that's his jersey number. So yeah, no, but yeah, no leaks. And I I I'm gonna give him credit for not bending to his ego, right? Because it's a hard decision for him to let Kotkaniemi go. You can argue the easier decision is like, whatever, we lost our gamble, we'll match it and we'll try and develop him. And and I think that you know he deserves credit for for not for not matching it because I think that that's that's the that's the harder decision from a management perspective. There is obviously a lot of hot takes on on Twitter right now, um, but where does Montreal go from here? They need to get a center. They need to get a center somehow. <laughs> They're not going to go into the series season with uh, Nick Suzuki, Jake Evans, Cedric Paquette, and Ryan Paling, or at least <laughs> at least they 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 shouldn't want to do that um or you know matthew perot or lucas vedemo or you know there's there's other options obviously but i i think that they need to get a center now and the only way to do that is a trade so i i would i would be ve- i would be very surprised if there's not a trade between now and the starter training camp very surprised i i you know i'd be i'd be even surprised if it doesn't come tonight <laughs> we're, we're saturday at 5 30 eastern i'd be surprised if we don't get anything on saturday but you know, I, I think that they definitely need a center. Not only, not only for this season and to try to make the playoffs, but down the road. Because the idea was that Suzuki and Kotkaniemi would be your one-two centers for the foreseeable for- future. Jake Evans is going to fill that top six role. Ryan Paling isn't going to fill that top six role. They need somebody to do that. And, and right now, they, they need, you know, Philip Deneau isn't here. Would he be the guy to do that? I don't know if that's necessarily the way to do that either. But at the same time, they need to do something. Who are uh, the I, think, I think that's the next move. Who are the targets? Is it, is it um, Hertel? Is it uh, Torak? Is it uh, Eichel? Is there anyone else that, that pops up in your mind directly? Those three are the, the obvious ones. But with Mark Bergevin, you have to expect the unexpected. Um, I, I think Evgeny... So second-line all... center, Jan Mishak? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that would that would be even worse than anything. Um, maybe can Matthias Norlander play center? No, but he can play winger. Uh, yeah, he he okay. actually played center <laughs> early in his career. Let's be honest about that. Uh, of course, he did. Everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if you're if you're a good player, you play center. No, but I, I think Evgeny Kuznetsov is an option. Um, I, I think there's options out there, and the, and the Canadians have the the prospect capital. They have the draft capital to get something done. I still think they're a favorite for Eichel. Just the the, the 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 offers change a little bit. You might have to add a, a third first round pick because you don't have Kotkaniemi there. But I still think they're they're as long as Jack Eichel is a Buffalo Saber, the Montreal Canadiens are going to be involved in that even more so now. They might be even more desperate now than they were two weeks ago. But wouldn't that mean that Buffalo will put, put any team and, and especially Buffalo will punish Canadians more? Possibly, but first round picks <laughs> speak for themselves, right? You know, the it, it's possible that they'll ask for more 
especially now before the season starts, before, you know, before anything happens. But at the same time, the Canadians could afford to pay more. The, the, the key for the Canadians is to get somebody that fits in. Don't pay three first round picks for someone who might not work out. Be sure of what you're doing and pay for it. If it's that Jake, if that's Jack Eichel, if that's, you know, obviously Christian, Dvor- Christian Dvorak is going to be a lot less expensive than Jack Eichel. But at the same time, I, I think that you have to do something. You have to do something. If, if they don't do anything, I mean, they have, they, I, I just, they have to do something. There's no way that they can't do anything. They have to get a center. And they, they can't just wait for a, another center to magically appear. I'm not, you know, there's a lot of people who are probably listening to this who don't think that Kotkaniemi was ever going to be a top six center on a contender, right? So that's fine. Now go use the picks that you get and the cap space that you get to go get one. And they can do that. It's just a matter of what they do. You've been listening to Hapsat Minded Extra with Jared Book and Patrick Bexel. Um, there will be more takes on this uh, on Eyes on the Price. This was just an, an, a start for something, an immediate reaction. I can't really say that I'm very surprised about this. I sort of expected it after thinking it through for about six hours last week. Um, it's been a ride. Uh, let's say that Carolina started with the sprint, but Montreal tried to play it cool in the end. And um, the jury is still out. We'll see what happens. What is sure is that Jesper Kotkaniemi is not a Canadian anymore. And Montreal has another first round pick in next year's draft. And of course, another third. 